Massimo, welcome to the show. Great to have you on board. Oh, thank you for having me tonight, guys. Appreciate it. How's the week been so far? I mean, you've been through this as a player, but now being on the other side of it as a coach, I guess, take us through, I guess, your emotions and the whole experience so far. Yeah, I think as a player, it's a bit more nerve-wracking from memory uh, this week. Um, <clears throat> I guess I'm in a position where I can't do much more. Uh, the players are going to go out there in the end and perform. So from my perspective, I'm actually quite calm. I'm quite relaxed. Uh, everything's going as usual as we as we do. We go about our jobs and um, just make sure that everything uh, is in order for the players. So from my end, I'm all calm. I hope the players are too. I'm glad to hear you're relaxed, Mass. I wonder what percentage of that that entire staff and playing group are at the moment ahead of such a big, big weekend. Obviously, yourself as a player, you've got a pretty decent pedigree when it comes to playing in A-League Grand Finals. You've won a couple of them yourself. What is it like for, for, for fans who are watching on who maybe haven't had that experience before? Um, well, obviously haven't had that experience before. They are fans. But um, what's it like to be a player on that day? What's going through your head as, as you get down, you know, getting ready to, to put on the boots and um, play one of the most important games that, that an A-League men's player can play? Yeah, I think, um, well, I guess you don't really enjoy it, to be fair, because you've you got a big job to do. You've got to win the game. Um, it's arguably probably the most important game uh, of the players' careers. So they'll be thinking, uh, how can we possibly win this game? Every little thing they'll be looking at, they'll be analysing with the coaches, they'll be analysing internally as uh, players themselves how they can perform to the best of their ability. So uh, from my previous experience, it wasn't that enjoyable. It's, uh, it, there's a lot of pressure, uh, no doubt about that. And you've got one thing on your mind, and that's to win that game. So you can only really enjoy it after it. Um, and we certainly did back in my time at Brisbane when we won uh, our two. Um, but, yeah, leading up to it and... And during the game, um, very daunting and uh, it's quite nerve-wracking and you've got to s- somehow calm yourself down and just do the business and play as usual as uh, the boys have done all year. It's interesting because you've got an interest, like a, a very big split in this squad of players who have a heap of experience, you know, have sort of not necessarily played in A-League Grand Final specifically, but plenty of big games. And then you've also got quite that sort of younger core who are probably this weekend going into a, a first-ever grand final experience. I mean, we've got Nick Milanovic in the uh, in the waiting room at the moment, ready to step into the program later. H- have you had any of the sort of maybe younger, less experienced boys come up to you and say, uh, what's your advice for, for handling this week, handling this moment? Well, I think every grand final is different. Um, you know, when I played, we were the favourites um, going up against the underdogs and, um, I guess the, the only advice I could really give to anyone is that you've got to just go out there and go and enjoy the experience and and gain that experience yourself. Um, after our first one, that was my first one, um, you know, best experience of my life. And it, there was nothing that really anyone could have said to me that would have helped me, to be honest. You just got to, you got to go through it and you got to experience it yourself and you got to learn yourself. So uh, these boys will do the same, especially our younger players. They'll go out there, they'll try and soak it all up and walk away from the game, whether it's win or lose, um, gaining experience and knowledge from that experience and becoming better players for it. 
Well, Mass, I mean, take us through how you used to prepare for, I mean, such a big game. Was it all the same? Like, you just prepare for it like any other game? Or was there specific things that you would do a little bit differently? Because, I mean, everyone prepares for a game differently. And, you know, I mean, with the, the occasion that it is, did you alter anything? How did you used to handle the prep? Well, every game I used to eat a plate of pasta four hours before the game. I used to drink a shitload of Powerade the whole day through. Grand final day. Um, had a plate of pasta four hours before the game and then drank a shitload of Powerade. It was exactly the same, to be honest. Nothing changed. Uh, did everything exactly the same. And I think that's probably the most important thing uh, for us is to do everything exactly the same. Uh, just treat it as a normal week. And, you know, John Eloise has got an important job as the head coach to try and make it as normal as possible and take the pressure off the players. And, you know, at the moment he's doing a fantastic job of that. He's done a fantastic job of that all season. Uh, they've got, the players have got a great mentor in John. And um, this week uh, that's exactly been the message from him. So the players seem relaxed. Obviously there's some nerves there, but um, they're looking pretty good to me. So I'm very happy with how the week's going and I think we'll be ready. Well, obviously as well, the, the whole, the whole week is quite different i mean it's it's everything's magnified there's a lot more media there's a lot more you know coverage everything just gets ramped up tenfold did you used to feel that at all as a player that that bit of extra i guess excitement and pressure did it all did it, how'd you used to handle i guess with it you know not becoming overwhelming for yourself like were there certain things that you used to do as well well yeah the interviews obviously ramp up uh that's one thing that obviously ramps up in that final week um you know and they're things that you can't avoid I think as a player, all you can do is, um, you know, try and control the things that they can control. So, you know, whether it's, um, you know, their prep before training, um, what they do during the day away from the club when they don't have interviews, um, just keeping everything normal. And then the things that they can't control, such as the media hype and interviews and things like, well, they just got to roll with it, um, get them done as quickly as possible and then get on with the day. So, um yeah, it's not it's not easy. It's hard to to juggle all that stuff, but I don't think there will be too many issues with the players with that stuff. So, as a player before a game, play to pasta a shed load of Powerade. I'm going to say shed load. <laughs> you can say what you like. Does that approach change at all as a coach? Are you going for the uh, the pasta and the Powerade combo heading into this Saturday, or is it is it shuffle for you? And also, just generally speaking, how have you found that? transition from watching the games on the pitch being involved and now sort of um, watching them from the from the sidelines on the bench yeah I'm running a lot less these days so the pass is definitely cut down I'm not <laughs> going to lie about that um, no but for me it's just uh, I just live my life as a staff member get up have my breakfast and then uh, think about what I've got to do for the players so that's basically the biggest shift really instead of thinking about myself it's about thinking about them and what they need. So I guess that's the only major difference, really. Um, it's not about me anymore. And um, at the start, that was tough for me because, um, you know, as a player, you you know, unfortunately, you have to be selfish. you got to be selfish. You want to win everything. You want to win every single game. And you got to make sure that everything's perfect for yourself. And along the way, you got to make sacrifices, whether that's, you know, avoiding family events and so forth. And, you know, the players at the moment will definitely be going through that. You know, their partners will be making a lot of sacrifices for them, whether that be allowing them to sleep in separate rooms if they do have young ones running around, running amok or anything like that. Um, 
it is a bit of a selfish job in that way, but that's what it takes to, to get success. And, um, yeah, for me, it's all about doing whatever I can to help them this week and on the day. It's a big transition, a big adjustment going from having to be inwardly focused as a player to outwardly focused as a coach, like you mentioned. But, you know, that that's probably been the biggest hurdle for you because other than that, I mean, in your playing days, you were very well known for having a high work rate, you know, plenty of ticker, lots of stamina. So I, I really can't think of a better role for you to be in than involved in a, in a strength and conditioning capacity uh, after football. You must You must be perfectly suited to that sort of thing. Well, the fitness side of the game's always been uh, a passion of mine and, and, you know, one area that I've always been passionate about as a player and making sure that year in, year out, that I was at the top of my game in that area. Um, you know, I wasn't really renowned for uh, being technically gifted. Um, I was renowned for being a workhorse and, you know, that took a lot of work, uh, a lot of discipline in my off-seasons and doing all the right things on and off the pitch. So um, at, in my role as a strength and conditioning coach, nothing changes. Um, I just relay those messages to the players and I guess uh, I just hope that they take it all on board and, um, you know, I'm very certain, I'm very confident that the players have worked really hard in that area this year and it's... Um, it's been great to be assisting the leaders and see Andrew on the Nelly. And, you know, we sort of balance each other well. He's um, He's got a wealth of knowledge in the conditioning space and strength space. And then I bring in the football experience as well. And, you know, we've got a great uh, high performance team at the moment where we all complement each other in that, in that way. So, um, yeah, from a strength and conditioning point of view, I think the players are ready. Um, they looked really good last week. I was very pleased with what I saw with um, the players backing up game after game after consecutive days. And now that they've got the seven-day break, we'll be more than ready for this one. Mass, how did you prepare, I mean, for the players for that two-legged situation? It was three games in a week, really, going back to the Wellington game as well. Was there certain, I guess, how do you manage the loads, even with training and everything else? What, what was sort of, I guess, the plan through that? Yeah, all you can really do is... Um, you know, pull it back a bit from the volume point of view at training. So it's just play the game, recover, and then get ready to play again, really. So, you know, from a training perspective, it was probably more uh, that tactical focus more than anything. Uh, from a conditioning point of view, sort of just strip it all the way back. Uh, you have to. You can't You can't train them hard during those periods. So um, you just wait for moments where you do get that seven-day break, eight-day break where you try and ramp it up again and get that conditioning in. But last week, there was none at all. Um, it was just all our recovery methods, um, doing as any whatever we could possibly to help the players recover as quickly as possible. So it's, uh, it's funny, those weeks, you change your focus from absolutely slaughtering them on the pitch to, you know, sort of comforting them and making sure that they're, you know, recovering, whether it's ice baths, massage, um, or whatever else uh, we use with the plays. And Mass, I mean, is a bit of sweet at all coming up against Melbourne City this week? You know, you spent two seasons there. You played alongside PK as well. Is that at all, you know, got into the, the thinking at all this week? Oh, look, I, I've got a lot of respect for Melbourne City. I obviously appreciate the fact that I spent two years there and always grateful uh, for, you know, first and foremost, them accepting me as a player 
all those years ago, back in 2013 and um, ending my time there in 2015. So, you know, seeing that whole transition from heart to city and seeing where the club is today, um, I certainly feel uh, honoured that I was a part of that journey, uh, even though it was a little part of it. Um, and now it's just uh, coming up against them again. Uh, it's honestly just playing against like any other team. You know, for me, it's not it's not me going out there. It's um, just me supporting a bunch of athletes. Um, you know, right now I'm at Wesley United and I hope to be here for many, many more years to come. Um, but who knows what the future holds I could be in a completely different sport eventually or at another A-League club or whatever it may be. So, you know, right now it's about supporting Wesley United. Uh, back then, I was passionate for Melbourne City. So it just comes down to where you are at that particular point in time. Right now, I'm a passionate Western United supporter and I'll do everything I can to make sure that they win the game on the weekend. Well, Mass, if there's one player that I'd back in based on their, their playing experience to, to get a group of players, uh, get their bodies ready and fit and fighting for a big game, it's, uh, you, you're definitely right up there in the conversation, maybe at the very top as well. But before we let you go, I've got uh, one more question to ask you and it's been submitted by one of our, uh, our green room informants, a, a source from inside the club. We've been told to ask you about your boots. Can you tell us a little bit about that? My boots? Yeah, maybe well, the there's a special are... pair at training or something like that. Yeah, the boots. Well, the boots I'm wearing at the moment, I've been wearing them for a couple of weeks. They were the boots that I wore in my grand final, actually. So uh, I wore them in our second grand final at Brisbane Raw. Um so who knows? Maybe that was uh, the lucky gem uh, floating around the joint. But um, yeah, honestly, when I put them on for the first time a couple of weeks ago, it did bring back some memories. Um, had a little smile and just got on with business as usual. So uh, now they're just like any other pair of boots. They're starting to break apart. I had to glue the Nike ticks on a few times already. <laughs> had to glue them on twice now. Um, I can't part with them at the moment, but... Yeah, I think once uh, this game's done on the weekend, I'll probably have to part with them and bring a new, brand new pair next year. Well, fantastic, Mass. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us here on The Green Room. Um, good luck. It's going to be a big occasion, and uh, hopefully West United can come away with the win. Yeah, for sure. Thanks a lot, boys. Appreciate it.